The Capitals drop their fifth game in a row, but it's not all bad news. What do I mean? Let's talk about it next on Locked On Caps. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So in this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about your caps as they dropped their fifth game in a row. And what was this about? This was about the Red Wings getting on the board early and the Caps not being able to overcome. This is about the Capitals only having 12 shots on net through the second period. They tried to stage a late game comeback, but ultimately fell short. We'll talk about that. And then later we will talk about despite the loss, it wasn't all negativity. What is the silver lining in this game? I'll talk about that. And then later in the show, we will talk about how this team is missing Alex Ovechkin and the games this week. But just to get in going here, your caps do end up falling and they lose their fifth game in a row. It was a tough one out there. It was a physical game. This was a game that saw TJ Oshie uh, get cross-checked to the face. And the first thing I'm thinking there is, oh, no, here, here we go again. TJ Oshie is going to suffer some sort of concussion or something of that nature, and we are going to be out without Oshie once again. But as it turned out, it looks like it was just an abrasion on his face, and he was able to come back. And subsequently, Dylan Larkin got a game misconduct for cross-checking and kicked out the rest of the game. But, you know, you think that would be enough? It wasn't enough because the Caps still found a way to lose the game. They also are now without Anthony Mantha. And I know what you're thinking. That's no real great loss. Anthony Mantha, you know, he hasn't been playing that great. But if you actually take a look as of late, he has been playing better. It's my assessment that he is playing better because he is showcasing himself because he knows the position that he's in. He knows that he is not one of the crown jewels of the Capitals organization, and there's a pretty good chance that they could move on from him. They could get bundle him up in a deal with Eller and shoot him out, and hopefully he lands on his feet and he's not down in the AHL or you know banished from the NHL altogether. I ultimately don't think that's the case, but these guys... They want to land on their feet, and if they know they don't have a spot on their current team, they want to land somewhere in the NHL, and uh, we're hoping that uh, you know Anthony Mantha does return in a hurry, but you know, just the story of this game is a familiar one. It's one that we've heard all season long, is that when the opponent gets on the board first, the Capitals struggle to overcome, and it doesn't help that they got 12 shots on net through the second period, and then they tried to turn it on in the third period, and good on them for trying to come on strong in the third period and uh, and try to stage a comeback, but ultimately uh, it fell short, and that's the tough thing you know, about this team, and when you watch that, you think to yourself, 
you know, here they go. They are going to, to you know, stage a comeback. They're going to, to make, um, they're going to make their way back into this game. But ultimately, it just was not in the cards. And you know, the hard thing about watching this. Um, is just them not getting the production that you know they're capable of it. By the end of the second, the Caps had just 12 shots on goal after having six apiece in the first and second. That is not a formula for winning. That's not going to win you hockey games, and I don't want to hear it. I know I'm going to hear this from a lot of people on Twitter and on YouTube that it was Darcy Kemper's fault. He hung the Caps out to dry. I don't believe that's the case. I'm not absolving Darcy Kemper of all guilt, but you know he did what he could do out there. The Capitals did ultimately, like I say, try to stage a comeback in the third um, as they ultimately shot, outshot the Red Wings 15-4, to but it wasn't enough as Vili Husso was in beast mode. That's what he does out there. Um, and you know that's that's the tough thing about it is is just finding a way to overcome because they're almost in this rut now where it's you know dropping five. How do you get back into the win column and how do you find a way to win hockey games without Alex Ovechkin in the lineup? It does seem that this team is struggling without their captain, and um, you know we hope that Ovi can come back. There is rumblings, there's word out there that he could come back at the end of this week. That would be nice. But ultimately, we want Ovi to take as much time as he possibly needs. I know that this hockey season is important. Hockey, the NHL, his trace, his chase of Gretzky is important. But you got to widen the lens, you know, kind of take the Vaseline off the lens and see what's important in life. And that's him spending time with his family over in Russia there while they are grieving the loss of his father. A big deal in anyone's life. If you've lost a parent, you understand the magnitude of that situation. So, uh, But as focusing on this game here is the Capitals' recipe for success going forward. And I think they may have lost the recipe. It may have fallen behind the stove somewhere. They might want to look it up on Google and see how to win hockey games again is is just to make sure that you don't allow that first goal and to, you know, really stick it to your opponent right away. And, you know, part of me is thinking is, is what, does this team so disjointed? Is Peter Laviolette shaking up the lines so much that, you know, they're not finding any traction you know, I understand what Peter Laviolette's trying to do. He's seeing that whatever's work, you know, going on out on the ice is not working, that I've got to try something different to to try to get some wins. And but you know, to a certain extent, I think if you keep trying to give too many different looks and you there you never um these players never get a chance to have any sort of chemistry with each other. So if you're constantly taking that snow globe and shaking it up, shaking it up, I understand why you're doing it, but maybe you know, and I know Peter Laviolette know, knows this because he is the winningest U.S.-born coach, is that they struggle to, to find chemistry with each other. But it is my assessment now that you watch this, and I, you know, if you don't believe this, then you're way more optimistic than I am that the Capitals will ultimately be sellers at the deadline. Because if you add one piece, even a bigger piece at this point, it's not going to change the fortunes of this team enough to, to make them, you know, uh, having a chance in the playoffs. Because as we take a look at it right now, taking a look at the Metro Division, they are in sixth place. 
uh, and they're looking up at the Pens, the Islanders, and like I talked about in the last pod, the Rangers, the Devils, and the Hurricanes have that lockdown at one, two, and three. You know, those, you know, the top three there, they could vacillate, and you know, it could end up being the Rangers on top of the Devils, or vice versa, being that the Rangers have 75 and the Devils have 79, but the Hurricanes are running away with it. They have 84 points. Um, so I don't think anyone's going to take that away from them, at least in the Metro division. And just taking a look around in general, the teams that are, are good are getting better. The Bruins at this point have 91 points. Uh, and this is the first time, if the Capitals miss the playoffs, it will be the first time since 2014, the Adam Oates era, um, that they've missed the playoffs, you know. So, I mean, that is quite some time, and this is quite a statement. And I know what I've said before, that I don't think we should point, you know, all the blame at Peter Laviolette, but, you know, um, if you're taking the arrows, you got to take the applause and vice versa. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, I don't think it would be the right move, but I wouldn't be surprised if in the offseason, especially if the Caps, in fact, do miss the playoffs, that you see the Caps move on from Peter Laviolette. If it's the wise decision, I tend to disagree with it, but I'm not the GM of the team or the owner, um, you know, because, you know, I don't think it has anything to do with him. Uh, you know, I, I could criticize his line shakeups and his D pairings and that kind of stuff, but he has had to coach, you know, a team that's with players in and out of the lineup, you know, Ovi in and out and Oshi and Backstrom and Wilson and just so many different players out of the lineup that, you know, I don't think the onus of all of this goes on him, but I know that that's how things go in professional sports. You know, I think that, you know, Ted Leonsis will talk to Brian McClellan and go, what's going on out there, uh, Mac? Why isn't this team winning? What are you going to do to get us back into the win column? How are we going to be a competitive team? Because Leonsis, he loves winning teams and he spends a lot of money uh, making sure that the teams that he owns um, are winners. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up happening. Again, not my assessment of the right thing to do, but at this point, unless this team can do a complete about face, uh, about face, you know, once Alex Ovechkin comes to the lineup, maybe they could just pour on strong, but they would have to pour it on so strong. Like they are going to have to win a majority of their games if uh, they want to make it into the playoffs. And that would be hoping that the pans and the aisles start losing. So it is definitely them down in the cellar looking up going, Get us out of here. Someone please. And I don't know if that help is out there. Uh, and that's what worries me. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about despite the loss, there is some good news out there. And I know what you're saying, Dan, this team has lost five in a row and you said they might not make it to the playoffs. What is, how could there be good news? Well, there is some, and I'll talk about it next. Midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe and secure and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And guys, even if you're not into betting, you could bet on an upcoming Wizards game. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. 
rewarding. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this next segment, we're going to talk about how the Caps lost their fifth in a row and how they can't seem to find the win column. But is there any silver lining? Is there anything that you can walk away from this game from and feel positive? Well, there are a couple things. And what are some of those things for me is Tom Wilson, two goals in as many games as that he's been back. He saw the return in the stadium series game, two goals. And he got that deflection goal, or, you know, that he was the only one that was able to find the back of the net. Um, so there is some good news out there. And having Tom Wilson in the lineup is a really good thing for this Caps team. He does bring leadership in Alex Ovechkin's absence. I, it's still my belief he will be the captain of this team at some point. And, all, you know, just his goal scoring, his physicality, you know, that enforcer out there. And I know that that is getting kind of lost in modern hockey, but it is still a relevant thing out there because you saw the pushing and the shoving. And sometimes you need someone like that that's going to kind of skate into the area and say, you want to settle this, you want to fight, then you're going to have to go through me. Um, so, and you did see a little bit of that. You saw there were situations where I thought that Tom Wilson was going to get in a fight or multiple fights, you know. Um, but, you know, I think that in his age, he's learning to become a little bit more mature and uh, understanding that, you know, I, I, I don't think he's ever going to be in a position that he's not going to be a fighter. That's just in his DNA. But I think that he is trying his best to not get baited into uh, fights that he knows he's just trying to be provoked. You know, like someone is making fun of him in the corner, like when you're in grade school. You got to kind of, you know, develop a bit of a thicker skin and drop the gloves when the time is right. When is that time right? I guess that's up to him. That's open to opinion. But what I'm noticing in him in his younger day, he dropped the gloves at the, you know, a moment's notice. Even the most insignificant thing he would want to fight the person. He is getting more mature as he gets older. And there's certain things I think, um, you know, tie into that. And most notably would be the fact that he has faced major injuries. You know, uh, let's take a look uh, back at it. He got injured in the first game of the playoffs, didn't come back through the playoffs, had that knee surgery done and missed a lion's share of this season, comes back for a few games and then takes a puck off his leg and misses a bunch of times. So that will kind of deflate your uh, combativeness uh, potentially. Uh, I mean, you still saw him, you know, ready to, to mix it up, but I do think what you're seeing is a more mature Tom Wilson going forward, but that is a bright spot. Two goals in two games. Hey, that you got to kind of pick the little things sometimes. You know, it's easy to kind of latch onto the negativity and just be laser focused on that. But let's widen the lens a little bit here. I know this team has, you know, more issues than Sports Illustrated, but. It's it's just about overcoming, right? And in trying to find, you know, the silver lining in certain situations. So Tom Wilson, that's number one. What's number two? Nick Dowd back in the lineup. I love it. He has helped contribute to this team in such a great way. He is having he's on a record pace to have the most goals uh, in his career. So 
And he does bring that. And what 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 am I talking about? That fourth line with Hathaway and originally Hagelin, but then, you know, it was, you know, Malenstein and Protus and this and that guy. But, you know, to have Dowd back out there, he also has kind of that snarl. He's not necessarily a fighter. I've seen him fight, but he does have kind of that air about him that he is, um, he's not going to take anyone's trash talk. Um, so I, I think that to a certain extent, that's why, uh, Nick Dowd and uh, Garnet Hathaway work well together. So positivity, Nick Dowd coming back, not really too debatable, uh, what kind of a great player he is. And, uh, you know, the thing of it is, is that he has been missing some time, um, so Dowd has been recovering from a lower body injury he suffered on January 16th. Um, so it has been quite some time. He has missed the last 12 games and has recently got back into the full swing of practices, writes Washington Hockey now. But just having him in there, um, just a really great thing. He has already matched his goal total from last year and has 19 goals in 44 games and is on pace to establish a new career high in goals this season. Again, positivity. You know, it's easy as it's human nature to kind of just want to to dwell on the negativity that this team is on the outside looking in. But Wilson killing it. I think he's doing a good job. Nick Dowd on having a career year so far. That's two real positive things out there. Um, and it's just kind of concentrating and finding certain things within this game that are redeeming. And um that's what I'm going to try to do anyway. I mean, I know that it's sometimes easier said than done, but, um, you know, there are some positive things going forward. Also, Gustafson now has five points in his last five games. Again, blue line contributions. Tough questions for the Capitals going forward. As we know, they are, you know, every blue liner on the Capitals, except for John Carlson, is up for a new contract. So good things for Gustafson endearing himself to the Caps that, you know, maybe I'm worth, uh, you know, a new contract. I would be all about Gustafson coming back. Nick Backstrom got an assist and has points in two of his last three games in three of his last six overall. Nick Backstrom, if you want a silver lining of this entire season, was the fact that he was not supposed to come back until the end of this season or perhaps the beginning of next season, and he came back in January. That speaks volumes of Nick Backstrom, what kind of you know constitution he has, what kind of you know player he is intrinsically. Nick Backstrom getting contributions, coming back way earlier than everyone else thought. And Dylan McElrath... Um, you know, it's an interesting thing. I, I I think that they like his size. He's like 6'5", 235, a huge bruising guy out there, the captain of your Hershey Bears. Um, do they have a guy in in Dylan that, uh, you know, could be a good addition to the Caps team, the big team next year? You don't necessarily have to go out and sign someone. Maybe you have the perfect person within your organization. Is Dylan that guy? I guess it remains to be seen. I ultimately uh, ultimately like his game. I like his his physicality. I like his size. You know, big guys out there, they always bode well, especially blue liners. So I am all about Dylan on this team. And then Oshi being okay. Uh, that was a big thing for me as well. Uh, you know, that was the, the cause of concern that I had. And I was kind of worried that, oh, here we go again. Oshi's going to be out of the lineup. But as it turns out, as of right now, it does appear that he is going to be okay. So huge things for the Caps. There is some positivity 
you know, despite the fact that the Caps have lost their fifth game in a row. And that's what you have to do sometimes. If you are a true Capitals fan, the hashtag all caps, if you believe that, if you walk that, if you talk that, you still got to be a Caps fan. You, you know, you can't be a bandwagoner. You can't, you know, jump on the bandwagon and say, hey, well, maybe I like this team because, you know, the Capitals aren't that great. If you are a true blue or true red in this case, I guess, a true all-caps fan, then you will stick with this team through the duration. It might be a rough ride for a little while. There might be this rebuild looming that we all hear talk about, but it is going to get better at some point. This is a team that still has Alex Ovechkin, who is one day going to be the greatest goal scorer of all time. Of all time, and he plays on your favorite team. You know, so to just kind of gain a perspective is a big thing for me. So, say this season is a bust. Am I bummed about it? Sure, I am. But, you know, it's the little things. It was seeing uh, Alex Ovechkin, and I'll talk about him a little bit later in the show about his impact on this team. But just in this segment here, the positivity that is going to be the theme of this second segment here is the positivity surrounding the Capitals is that Alex Ovechkin, who will one day be the greatest goal scorer, he's number two right now, he is playing on your Capitals, and he continues to do great things. I know that he's with his family right now, but there is no doubt in my mind that he, when he comes back, he is going to continue to help you know, propel this team in the direction it should go. If, it, if it's a lost season, well, we can at least rest you know, assured that he is going to score more goals, which is going to put him in the direction of passing Gretzky. So before you know, everyone starts crying about this team and how poor they're playing, I know it's easy because I wanted them to make it to the playoffs and win another cup this year. It's just the little things. It's the Wilson. It's the Dowd. It's the Dylan on the team. Dylan Mickelrath. It, it's Alex Ovechkin on your team. Your captain of your Capitals. So let's take a moment and concentrate a little bit on the positive as well. And uh, hopefully, you know, that will help a little bit. Because like I say, if you're a Caps fan, you're with them through the thick and the thin. And uh, that's the way it's got to be. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about the importance of Alex Ovechkin on this team and why it is so important for him to come back. And then we will talk about the games ahead and how these games, well, it, it it's going to determine a lot of things. What are those things? I'll talk about those next. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the one thing that's noticeable for me is this team struggles with Alex Ovechkin out of the lineup. So to say that, you know, Ovi, you know, he's a one-trick pony. He sets up from his office at the left dot, and that's all he really is. He's just found a way to really drive that puck home hard, would be short-sighted. And as an outsider of the Capitals organization, I've heard people say that. I'm like, well, you know, he can score goals, but, you know, he can just score them from that left dot. Listen, <laughs> if there's another person out there that can do that, if there's another person out there that can take on Gretzky, we'll bring him on. You know, I, yeah, ultimately, I don't care if he scored every one of his goals from the left dot. If he continues to drive them home, he could get the rest of the goals from that left dot for the rest of his career. I don't care about multidimensional play and, you know, uh, that kind of thing. If he finds the back of the net and helps his team win, 
I'm all about it. Well, and for one, that's not true. Um, you see, especially this year, he's getting goals from a lot of different angles, net front goals, greasy goals, goals that he's not, you know, most notably known for. So to to kind of pigeonhole him as this one trick pony is a bit short sighted, and you know you're not really a fan of the team, or you don't spend a lot of time watching the games. So what I'm saying is is that we have the game against Anaheim coming up next, and then a huge game. And what am I talking about? Huge. So what am I, am I saying? Am I saying the Capitals are in fact out of it? Am I saying they're mathematically eliminated? No, I'm not saying. I'm saying it is going to be a tremendous uphill battle. You are going to have to stand up and pedal to get up this hill. There ain't going to be no sitting on your butt, putting it in easy gear, just letting your you know pedals go this quick. No, you're going to have to to step up and 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 really kind of throw the kitchen sink at the Rangers. That for me, and you know, last week it was the game against the Hurricanes. This one coming up for me, the statement of all statements is the New York Rangers who are in second place in the Metro. That would be huge. That could be a huge, you know, boost for this team. And what, you know, it's not, what, what do I mean? Is it going to push them into first? Oh, excuse me. Rangers are in third place. Devils are in second. It's close there. 75 and 79. Forgive me, but it's still going to be a statement thing out there. The Rangers are a pretty good team this year. You know, they added Tarasenko to their lineup. They have they have a trajectory of doing great things. So for the Capitals who sit, you know, in the position that they're in, kind of on the outside looking in, for them to pick up a W against the Rangers could be a huge deal. And I do think they have it within them. And why do I say that? You're like, Dan, they lost five games in a row. How could they do that? This is still the same Caps team that beat the Bruins who have the best record in all of the NHL. So it's about moral victory sometimes. You know, oftentimes when players drop the gloves and they get in a fight, it's to change the momentum, right? Or sometimes when a team pulls the goalie and puts another one in, it's to change momentum. The Capitals beating the Rangers could be a momentum change that this team is looking for. And um, I really hope that's the case. And don't get me wrong, I hope they can take down Anaheim as well. But it's it's one of those games, those trap games, and it, you know, it's it reminds me so much of the San Jose game. You know that you know, oh, it's just we're just playing the Ducks, and you know, it's going to be easy. No, they need to be laser focused on the Ducks because they need at this point to stockpile as many wins as they possibly can, and then it is laser focused on the Rangers. I want the big guys out there. I want Wilson engaged. I want Dylan in his big frame out there engaged. I hope Ovi is back at that point. And, you know, I'm hoping that Backstrom's out there serving up those sweet saucer passes and just this team fully engaged like they haven't been in quite some time and to pick up a big win against a team that is really great this year. That could be the boost that this team needs. And I do think that it is within reach to do that. You know, and if I listen to all the comments on YouTube and Twitter, everyone's like, you're nuts. They're not, this team is horrible. This is still a team that has the potential of doing great things. It's up to them to, to do that. It's up to them to put their work boots on and, and get something done. I do think they have it within them. Let's just kind of take this game against the Red Wings and take the negative part of it and just push it in the back of your mind because it's done. You know, you can't go back and, and rewind time. Otherwise, I would have probably been a lot different person in my life. 
I'm not really sure what that means, but you know what I'm talking about. There are things in your life that you may have changed if you could rewind time, but you can't. All you have is the here and now, and the next one is Anaheim, and the next one is the Rangers. You know, that's one of the things that um, that I hear all the time is, is to kind of just live your life too much in advance. That's nonsense. Concentrate on the Ducks, concentrate on the Rangers, and then after that. But just, you know, don't go too far ahead. Just concentrate, I would say, on this week's games. And ultimately, best case scenario, you're just concentrating on the next game ahead, the next practice ahead. In this case, it's Anaheim. And then concentrate on the Rangers. But you know what I'm saying here. Don't live... Don't be thinking about what you're going to be doing in the playoffs and who you're going to be pegged against because you ultimately don't know if you're going to be in the playoffs at all. So that is my take on this team is that it's not all doom and gloom. There is still an opportunity for this team to do great things. It's up to them to seize the moment. Will they do that? Well, that's up to the Caps. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.